At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes. On Prop 27. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, October 27, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Skill Alexander. Week 8, National Football League. Um, Man, if New England got home last week, we would have had a ridiculously good week. Uh, here on the Megapod, but we're still doing great for the season. Uh, the staples of the show, as always, in-house here at the South Point this week after uh, being under the weather last week. You feeling better? Jeff Pearls. We're, 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 we're good. We're good. I, uh, I, I uh, went on Philly Radio yesterday to test out my voice. It was a success, and we're good to go. Test out his voice. Jeff Parles with gel in his hair, ladies and gentlemen, which is a huge development in his life. <laughs> Uh, he combs his hair with a rock. He's got gel in there now, and the man's getting married in about eight months or so. Eight months? A little under seven now. A little under seven. Yeah. All right. Gel, making it happen. And then uh, from his mom's cork attic uh, outside of Pittsburgh, cork attic outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it is the very svelte, fat-shaming everybody else, Todd Wishnev. How you doing, Toddy? I'm just a thin guy trying to survive. All right. What's what's the So Rufus is here, by the way. We're our guest today uh, from Massey Peabody from Bet the Process. Uh, podcast, which he does with Jeff Ma, and really just general uh, guy that I've known for 10 years now, probably. Uh, the great Rufus Peabody. How you doing, Rufus, in New York? I'm just a guy, man. Yeah, a guy in New York. What could be better than that? A guy in New York. Um, Rufus, obviously, doing big things with Unabated as well. We should give uh, Unabated a shout, which he does with Captain Jack. Um, what's the 30-second what's the elevator speech for Unabated? Um, unabated, we have tools to make you a better better. Um, we have an amazing odd screen that doesn't just tell you what the odds are. It actually tells you the value of half points to compute alternate lines, 
compare value, find the lowest synthetic hold. And we have a beautiful, awesome prop screen that lets you actually put in your own projections and simulate and find find middles where they are, compare prices. It's it's fantastic. You should check it out if you haven't already. Dude, you're way better at that than you used to be. That was very good. Very well done. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Marketing. Rufus now now I just name. talk really quickly and try to cram stuff in. <laughs> that was really good. All right, Todd. So Rufus is aware of this too, and everybody who's listened to this podcast is certainly aware of it. What is the, first of all, give for those who are not and are new to the show, give us the bet that you have with two-time Hilton Super Contest winner Steve Fezzik, how it started, and where you are now. Uh, it started because uh, I went on this weight loss kick. I was 305 on April 30th of this year. That's like 179 days ago, something like that. It's 180 now. And and uh, I was down about 15 pounds of 289 after about 12 or 13 days. And I made a bet with Steve. He was 227 that day, May 11th of, two, uh, of this year, 2022. I was 62 pounds heavier, 289 to 227. I made a bet that within the year, May 11th of this year to May 11th of next year, I could weigh more, less than him by anything for that year. Sometime during that year, I could just weigh less than him. Um, if I do, I win 9,000. If I don't, I lose 3,000. Obviously, odds, because I was down 62 pounds at the time. So the only caveat is, is if he somehow can beat me to 180, and then I touch up at 180, it's a push as long as he stays under 185 the rest of the year. So that's the only caveat to the bet. Currently, we are at, he is at 191 wow. after a day of fasting. He was 193.8 yesterday morning, and he got nervous. And so I think he was fasting all day yesterday. He's down to 191 this morning, and I was 193 this morning. Oh! I, was, I had a big drop, too. Oh. But not, for, not from fasting, just because I exercise like a fiend. So uh, it's two pounds away. I offered him to get out yesterday at 8,000, and, and he didn't take he it. He didn't take the cash out? Uh, no, he didn't take the cash out, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. He's, he doesn't understand. He's losing. He's but, losing. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm just going to fast until I get to 180. Yeah, he like has his own personal Yom okay. Kippur every yeah. week now. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I have a That'll question work. here. Rufus has a question. So when do you – so so do you weigh yourself like after you use the bathroom? I mean, I feel like there's, there's different times you can weigh yourself to, you know, where – I don't know. I'm giving you the, where you're going to be last for sure. Right. I'm, I'm giving you the morning weigh-ins. Part of the bet is that anyone can request a video weigh-in at any time, um, you know, to see, you know, we've never gotten this close that it, it you're hundred percent right. There are swings during your day, um, Rufus. So, you know, that could be an issue as we come down here to the, if he's going to, you know, be a big baby and try to, you know, hang in there <laughs> or just realize that he's beat and, you know, be a classy guy. We'll see. Wow. But, you know, okay. I, oh, I want, I want you classy. to beat him without the cash out. Oh yeah. Well, he's, 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 he knows he lost. This, this, he this feels like a numbers game appearance this coming week, Todd, you and Steve, when it's all said and done, because this isn't lasting past uh, next week. He can't well, fast we'll over and over like that. He can't do that. Well, I mean, he, you can. I mean, he apparently can try. The healthiest, if you want to maximize your longevity, apparently the optimal thing to do is to fast for four days, then eat for three. That's what I've been told by 
a very, very, very successful sports better. Okay, who's doing that? I'm sure there's tons of data on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I love tons. these theories. Rufus. I love these theories. Well, no, it, it is true that the intermittent fasting, though, overall fasting is really good for you because it, it essentially keeps your cells like conditioned. It keeps them on edge. It's yeah, like working Rufus, out for your cells. But Rufus, four days of fasting? Come on. Well, this is, I don't know. I mean, I think this is what had rats live the longest when they, uh, when they had that particular fasting regimen. I don't know if that's necessarily true for humans, but intermittent fasting. See, is supposed if, there to be was, like, if there was no downside, you, you want these asymmetric bets. That's not an asymmetric bet because there, there's a lot of downside to fasting for four straight days. Yes, yes. In my I mean, I basically, I basically fast every. I basically fast every day from when I'm done with my meal at like 11 p.m. Um, my last meal is at 11 p.m. till I eat the next day at 1 p.m. I don't eat any calories until 1 p.m. So you're day. basically intermittent fasting. I, I, yeah. I just yeah, heard I mean, him say, I basically fast when I'm not eating. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. But the intermittent fasting... Well, but some people some people call that intermittent fast because I do go 14 hours every, yeah. you yeah. know, you're 24 doing, hours. Yeah, so, you're doing 14-10. Some people recommend 16-8. Oh, yeah, but Ru- yeah, so it's similar. Rufus, you, I just, you I just weigh, eat late dinner. Yeah, but how much do you weigh, Rufus? You don't have this problem. How much do you weigh? I weigh 150. Yeah, come on. This kid. Todd, Todd's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> Todd was so. Are we gonna have a bet now? Todd I was. I don't know how much lower I can uh, go, Rufus. Todd I'm, was I'm, so no, excited. I don't think you shouldn't go lower. He was so excited when he passed me. I'm like, I'm not trying to be 180, Todd. Let you do that. How's the gullet? Well, I don't want to be 180 either. The the the, the problem is the, the the truth is I'm actually really less than 191 because I have a bunch of skin from being 340, you know, numerous times or 330, 340, you know. So basically I have a plastic bag worth of skin, you know, on me that I could theoretically, you know, get surgery for. And, you know, I would instantly weigh 10 to 12 to 15 pounds less tomorrow, you know, if I had the surgery done. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited for the weigh that much. Supposedly, uh, when you have a, a massive weight loss like me, um, it supposedly weighs 10 to 15 pounds of skin. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Okay. <laughs> Stocks of football. By the way, Something I've, you don't think about. I've been the uh, wonderful beneficiary of putting my hand down, palm up, and Todd placing his stomach on my hand. It is quite the moment in one's life. And it's heavy. Okay. Uh, we, we start by going through the records. How are we doing, Todd? Gilly Ice still on fire with another two and one to go to fifteen and six. Dun 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 dun. He did lose his teaser. He's two and five. We're all getting crushed on teasers. But Jeffrey with a huge three and zero last yes. week to move to thirteen and eight. Very solid, Jeffrey. Also one and six on teasers. I love how these guys are making fun of my zero and seven. When they're two and five and one and six, that's dude, what's great. Dude, there's a and big then difference. I am eleven. I was two and one last week and went to eleven and ten. So everybody's got a winning record except the guest seat is now ten and eleven. Todd, Todd, I need I need to correct this court the the uh, court stenographer because I am a man of integrity. Uh, I went two and one last week. Yeah, you gave me a oh, win. Did the, I do it wrong? You gave me a win for the Falcons, who definitely did not cover. Oh, my bad. Cincinnati. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I look. I, I look. You know, in a world where Twelve and nine. in a world where apparently on Twitter you only win bets, I'm going to be a man of integrity and actually. Remind the folks that we actually lost one last. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, Parles. well, twelve and nine is still very solid. Still good. Jeffrey, so, still good. Yes. My my favorite thing of about men of integrity is they always have to remind you that they're men of integrity. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, Don't because let... otherwise, what's the point? You need to get the credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a valid point. <laughs> what, what a what a what a Sorry, beacon, what a beacon we are for boys and girls listening. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So you're zero and seven. Jeff's one and six. I'm two and five. So the the guest spot is the only one uh, submerged below five hundred on the best bets. Right, ten and eleven, and four and three on the teasers for guests. Okay. Oh, they're best. They're better. They're, they're by far the best teasers. teasers this year. Well, here's yeah. the thing about yes. teasers, and we'll get to those later. But the thing about teasers is we don't. None of us have the temptation of betting a Wong teaser that's between a seven and a half and eight and a half point favorite this week down. I don't think those exist this week. So we might actually get through with the teaser because those are what's been killing us. Um, all right, what about uh, dumbbell of the week? <laughs> I'm, I'm so good at remembering these on guessing lines the next morning, but by Thursday I forget. Who did you have, Todd, this week? Anyone? You know, I also I didn't I didn't um, I I think I had some and then I forgot to jot it down. Like you said, Jeff is good. Um, these. Jeff remembers. Everything is going so fast very often. Um, you know, so I, I don't remember exactly. The, these games were kind of a blur this week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, I'll just go to Monday night. I mean, the 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 even though it worked for two drives. The quarterback plan in New England just set up a total disaster. And it looks like Mac Jones is going to play this week. But what happens if Mac Jones has a crappy quarter against the Jets, which wow. is more than possible here? So Bill Belichick uh, is yeah, a dumbbell. Yeah, it just. But I, I, I can't call that a dumbbell. But, but, I mean, we're looking for dumbbell stuff, not yeah, like. Uh, no, I, I, no I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I just, Todd, okay. th- th- this was one of those weeks where, again, it was kind of a, kind of a blur more than anything for me. Uh, I think that had to do more with my uh, my uh, condition more than anything. Uh, but by Monday, I, w- I was uh, getting out of it, Gil. So, uh, I look, I-, I just thought that was a really bad plan. You see that in college in the first two weeks of the season. You don't do that in the National Football League. And now, I'm just curious, from Mac Jones' perspective, who, by all accounts last year, was was solid. I wouldn't say he was great by any stretch, but he was solid when he was asked to do things. Had a rough start to the year. All those interceptions in the first three games, including the horrible one against Baltimore that probably cost them the game. And now he comes out on on a Monday night, looks awful for the first few drives, throws that interception, which was a great defensive play, and then immediately get, gets benched. And then we don't see him again, despite the fact that Zappi looked terrible after those first two drives. And let's face it, those two drives with Zappi, the touchdown was just an amazing play by Jacoby Myers. And the big play down the left sideline to Parker was a one-on-three that Parker made an amazing catch. I said, Not like Zappi played well either. I said this on guessing lines. It's like everybody else on the Patriots all of a sudden just started playing better when Zappi <laughs> got in there. And I'm, I'm with you on everything you said, which is, are they better off after doing that with the quarterbacks than they were beforehand? I'm not so sure they're not worse off because even though Mac Jones says all the right things, acts all the right way, it's got to have left a mark a bit, one would think. Uh, doing that, and what happens if he does mess up the first three drives this week? Is Bill Belichick liable to do the same thing? By the way, from a betting standpoint, I got a kick out of everybody who was betting Bailey Zappi offensive rookie of the year during the game. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god!" It got all the way down to five to one. I'm like, "What if they lose this game?" Which they did by you know 19. Um, so I don't know. Some people got really bad numbers on Bailey Zappi. I guess we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if Coach Belichick. By the way, the, the, the press conference, the post game presser, where they're like, "Well, Coach, what was your plan?" I, I said they would play both guys. I said I would play both guys. Yeah, but you played one guy three drives, and then the other guy the rest of the way. Well, I mean, I said I'd play them both, so I did. You know, it's like that kind of thing where you're like, "All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it." 
Um, Belichick did say that Jones is going to start this week. Jones is yeah, starting. For sure starting, he's starting, yes. yes. Which is the right I, move. I have, yeah, I agree. It yeah. is the right move, right? Correct. Zappi can't get the ball past the lineman. Absolutely. He got like five have, balls batted down at least. That's why he's a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll see if we Says get to that. Says he's 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have a quick uh, I have a quick uh, in-game look uh, we can do real fast. It's from the same game mm-hmm. that I think that people could take advantage of if uh, they see the same thing in uh, future games. Um, two, two, two real quick things. Number one is it was 10-0 in that game early in the game. The over-under originally was 40. It had moved up to 41. The Bears looked like they were going to be able to move the ball, and New England didn't really have an answer for Justin Fields scrambling out of the pocket to me. And at 40, I think when, you, when you're doing this in-game stuff, part of why the you have to look at what the line was before the game, what was anticipated in the game, and what is happening. Well, the Bears were not supposed to move the ball, and that's why the line was so low. 40 is a very low NFL total, but they were moving the ball. I figured... Patriots will sooner or later get some points. So over 41 to me was just a lock. And obviously I, I made a double bet on that one and ended up winning easily. But the thing I wanted to talk about more is when, when if you have access to the in-game props, now not everybody does and sometimes you know they'll limit you and it's a disaster and everything. But if you're someone who has access to the in-game props, Ramondre Stevenson's over-under at halftime, was anywhere from 50 to 55. He had about 20, 23 at the half. I think it was very, very clear that the Bears had decided that they were not going to allow the Patriots' script, which had been hand the ball and smash, you know, smash mouth running on people. And they said, look, we're going to stop the run. If the Patriots can beat us with the pass, then we'll then we'll lose. That's fine. But we're not going to allow this. Sometimes you see it with Travis Henry. Some teams will just stack so many people up. It doesn't matter what Travis Henry does. He's not going to be able to run the ball, and especially if they get behind. Also, so Derek Stevens- Henry. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not on I'm a roster, yeah. so he definitely can't run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I meant there. I, you know, you know I meant Travis, there. Travis, Henry. Henry got to, Travis Henry got to worry about his and- nine kids. Right. Anyways, the point was, I think that the Bears had looked at, if you watch that first, you know, quarter, quarter and a half of the game, you said to yourself, okay, this is very clear. The Patriots script is typically when they're winning, they're handing the ball off, gashing for big holes. And the Bears had decided, no, no, you're not going to do that today. If you want to win, you're going to have to throw the ball. So I, I took Stevenson under. It was an easy winner. And I think it's something you can look for. In games that you see a running back who's supposed to have a lot of yards and he's not, and you can notice it right on the TV screen because everybody's down in the box, you can still get some nice numbers there. It's a great call, Todd. This is a great call. I, I like both of the reasoning on that. Mine, mine wasn't nearly as heady. I, I had a pre-flop bet on the Patriots, um, but took the Bears in-game when they were up 23-14. to 14. They were matriculating the ball down the field, and the number was Bears minus 5. So my thinking, this is in the second half, my thinking was even if there's a field goal here, it becomes a 12-point game, and the Patriots, assuming they don't do a two-point conversion thing to go from six to four, I'm probably pushing, I feel comfortable that I'm pushing even after a couple drives, worst-case scenario. So that I almost pulled the trigger on that exact point as well. So that's where I bet it. It is so hard to know how much a particular half point or a point is worth there, I think. Yeah. And that's... And this is where I'm going to shamelessly plug unabated. We have an NFL in-game trading tool thing that's going to be debuting <laughs> in the next few weeks, nice. which will actually allow you to do that. 
That's awesome. Because we from simulations, but because I, I think I mean there there is so much value to be had betting, and I love what you guys are talking about with sort of the, these these narratives that really aren't necessarily picked up picked up on during the game. And I, I would have said to Todd, like, how do you know they're not going to make a halftime adjustment necessarily? Well, but I guess it would thing. have to be an adjustment here's... and then an adjustment back. Right, and not only that, they were behind. So so there was a lot. Obviously, look, you're not going to win every in-game bet, but no. I'm just saying you, the the Patriots script for... Right, exactly. But, but, but the Patriots script had been, if you watched them all season, it was just run the ball. It was back to that whole run the ball, and it wasn't going according. And I think that's what all in-game winning is about. Noticing before they notice that... This is not. This game is not going according to the typical script. Uh, very often, you know, seventy-five to eighty percent of the games are going to go very close to the script or close to the lines, you know, so to speak. So, you know, I just think that that's that's where you have to. And I spe- I love those those games where the the line is super super low pre game, but you could see right away. You know, like you could tell right there, the Bears were going to be able to move the ball that game. You know, after the first two drives. Yeah, it's uh, after I, the scripted I, drives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like you said, I mean, I mean, there are times that adjustments though, are made. Will come out. You will see sometimes yeah. the team comes out and they're really good at the beginning with their scripted plays, and then once they have to go to like you know regular, hundred percent, they're not as good. But but to I, your point, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like these these yeah. these in game lines are built based on models that are. And models are imperfect. They're not picking up on all these particular nuances. That's They're right. saying, mm-hmm. this was the spread in the total. This is what's happened so far. This is how we weight that. They're derivative. Right? And so if you can find those, they're derivative, right? Yeah. And if you can find, if you, as a human being with domain expertise in football, can find some things that the model can't. Well, I, I still say, and I'll go back to last week, and Todd, all of yours are awesome. But I really think like one of the great ones is the one that I did with the Chargers and the Broncos. And again, what you said, Todd, not all of these are going to hit. It's not. But in theory, your rate of success ought to be greater than analyzing something necessarily for a week preflop, not having seen what's going on in the field itself once the game starts. I believe it could be wrong on certain, certain games. It will be wrong. But that thing that I did with the Chargers-Broncos, which is when the runway is shortened, when there is eight minutes left in the game, that was the particular time with the Chargers and the Broncos, and you know circumstances that the, formu- that the, that the formulaic in-game numbers don't, which is Dustin Hopkins is hurt. So if the Chargers are going to have a fourth and short, they are likely to go for it, which will, which perhaps might end up in a zero on this particular drive. Um, if it's fourth and long, they might try the field goal. But even in the circumstance, you can narrow down the number of possessions at that point to something your brain can really wrap around, whereas you can't do that over the course of a, f- of a full football game. But with eight minutes left and the circumstance what it is, you can say, okay, in this circumstance, the Chargers could do this or that, and if they do this or that, the Broncos will be incentivized on the comeback, whether the Chargers score or not, to do the following things. And when you have it that compact, I think your rate of success... Was less variance. Yes, less yeah, variance. obviously less variance. That's yeah. right. I, mean, so, the, the, even yeah, that I game, don't know if you know... Even that game went going to right. overtime, right? you know that the only thing that could have torpedoed you was an in-game under, if you recall, is that first drive of overtime where a team is incentivized to score the touchdown. After that, it becomes more of a field goal proposition. So that, I mean, one, yeah. one, one, from, one from this week that's extremely similar to, to what you're talking about right there was the Dolphins on, on Sunday Night Football 
It was 16 to 10 with 10 minutes to go. Oh, you got And the crushed. Dolphins had. Yeah. yeah. No, I won, I won this. Oh, one. you won this. It one. was. Okay. Uh, it was. It was. Do- Dolphins under 19 and a half. And it was about uh, team total. Right. And it was about uh, 10 minutes to go. And they're up 16 10. So basically, they're saying Dolphins are only going to get a field goal the rest of this game. And they're not going to get a touchdown. I thought it was a great bet under 19 and a half. Because, first of all, if the Dolphins get down in the field goal range with this last drive that they're going to really, you know, this would be the last drive they're really trying to move the ball with about 10 minutes to go. Because if they, if they end up punting and then the Steelers end up punting, they're going to get the ball back with four minutes and try to run out the clock at that point. So this is the last real dangerous drive that you have. And so the, the Dolphins basically... They're playing. They're not. They're not scoring since the first quarter, and they're playing super conservative because they know if they get in field goal range, they go up by nine. Yeah. That's all you had to do against the Steelers, who can't move the ball anyway. So, you know, that was another one that worked out very nicely. But it's exactly what you're talking about—the short runway. You only had to really worry about the first drive. Once that drive is over, so you have to worry about Pickett Kenny, doesn't throw. Kenny Pickett pick six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick six. I was. You interrupted exactly what I was just about. You still have to worry about the Kenny Pickett pick six. You still have to worry about teams going for it on fourth down at their own 20 and then the other team kicks a field goal okay. at the end or something like that obviously things can happen nothing to be certain but nothing is certain yeah but you know it's all about the odds it you know? raises your probability in theory and i, I believe in in reality it raises the the flip side of that is what happened to you with the baltimore game that's the one that i meant to say where you oh, got the baltimore game i got robbed you got yeah. robbed yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. let's get to best bets uh sides and totals rufus what is uh, Oh, no, first Thursday night. Any play Thursday on the night. Thursday night game tonight between Baltimore and Tampa Bay, which has been really interesting because Tampa Bay Sunday night was the favorite. By the time we did guessing lines on Monday morning, and I was guessing like Baltimore minus four and a half, Baltimore was like a two-point favorite at that point. I couldn't believe that. And now with all the Baltimore sort of questionable injury report, only Mark Andrews didn't practice yesterday, but that that's potentially huge. Tampa Bay is now the one-and-a-half-point favorite. I actually have a bet on this game. Rufus, do you? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Um, I, I don't personally have a bet, but I would say that I, I like my numbers like bucks. I make bucks minus three. I think that 
Um, wow. It's one of those where it's one of those where I'm sticking pretty strongly to my prior on Tampa Bay, at least at the quarterback position. And maybe I'm wrong because with the 45 year olds, you know, there is that cliff that they can drop off of. Um, and especially if, you know, your quarterback, your 45 year old quarterback is prioritizing going, going to former, um, former team owners weddings rather than mm-hmm. practicing with the team. Um, you know, but I do think also like, uh, I feel like the narrative is the bucks have been really, really bad lately. It's not just the this narrative. Season. And, yeah. No, they haven't been good, but actually I still have them overall this season. If I just look at their game grades week by week, they have the 10th highest average game grade of any team this year. So they're not is I mean, they've been bad the last few weeks, but are they really that bad? I don't think so. I think it's a bit of an overreaction there. And I think people are, are saying, oh, you know, their windows closed, they're done, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not an injury ex, you know, analysis expert or anything like that so i'll let you leave it to you guys on that but i'm saying just what what my numbers would say it would be tampa bay minus three dad i don't have a bet uh obviously i guess i mean this game is very simple is it is the tampa bay game and and this is why you know another in-game kind of you know uh, pitch for this is Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay of the last couple of weeks or is Tampa Bay, you know, the legitimate contender that they came in early in the year? And you'll, you know, we'll see. But uh, I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to play this game. Why did the line go so high on the uh, over? It looks like it opened 43 up to 46, 46 now. Guys, yeah, it's, it's really going high. And I'm thinking, you know, I think the Ravens are an over team. I think their defense stinks and their offense is good. But the the Buccaneers have been playing unders all year long because their defense hangs in and they just keep settling for field goals. I'm just surprised that that keeps bumping up. Clay's Campbell injury is what stands out He's to out. me. He's that out. That's the one that stands out because Tampa has been unable to block most of the year. They've especially been unable to block the last few weeks, even against, I mean, Yes, the great defense of Carolina, only three points last week. And then Pittsburgh, without all their secondary guys, they couldn't really move the ball particularly well. That offensive line's just a a mess. But there's something off with Baltimore. And I can't quite pinpoint it, Gil. They have led every game they, by they, double digits. They could be 7-0. and And yeah. quite frankly, they should, probably should be 6-1. and one. All right, you blow the game to Buffalo. Buffalo's the best team in football, whatever. But the Giant loss was ridiculous. And then the Dolphin one oh, is even more ridiculous. More ridiculous. Uh, in retrospect, I, I lean the way that Rufus uh, goes here. I like Tampa tonight. I, I'm probably not going to bet it. Uh, I'm going to see if Baltimore comes gets a score early. We can get a little bit better than the two since I missed the best of the number early in the week. Uh, but I'm also with Todd. I mean, how is this total getting bet up? How is this total getting bet up with the way that Tampa plays their games now? Well, I have the worst of it because I took Baltimore minus two on Monday. Right. I immediately jumped on that. And, yes, I might be very guilty of having Tampa Bay and Survivor the last two weeks on two different entries. So maybe I am particularly anti-Tampa Bay in the moment, but I have watched these two football games. And I think it's, I think it's very valid to say which is the real Tampa Bay. Will the real Tampa Bay Buccaneers please stand up? But if you've watched these last two games, I think there's a bit of motor memory with, with us on the Bucks, where it's like, okay, it's Tom Brady, and they won a Super Bowl a minute ago, so they still have to be good. This team sucks. They're I come the, with you, Gil. They're, <laughs> the, they're the worst. Defense, their defense doesn't suck. Are you kidding me? Carolina ran through them. This is the worst fucking football team That's... I've seen this year. Excuse my friend. <laughs> wow. it, they're wow. so bad. 
They're so bad. And so, I'm not blaming you. I don't, think that, I don't think even you think Look, they're that bad. Dude, did you watch these two games? Oh, oh no, they were. No, no, they, they're, they've been horrendous lately, but I don't think you think that they're as bad as you're saying. No, no, Carolina's bad. worse. I, but I Carolina think, beat them 21 to 3. They, they beat the spread by the 30. They beat the spread by 31 points. Um, yes, it is the NFL. So if I Carolina has good players, you know they do have some good players. They've just they've been. I think we can all say they very much underachieved this year. So I guess what I'm saying is, finishing my thought, would it surprise me at all if the Buccaneers won this game by double digits? It would not, because it's the fucking <laughs> NFL, right? Like I mean, it would, would not. it surprise? Yeah. yeah. So are you saying that you would? Would you say, Gil, then that you think there's this is a little more high, a higher variance game in in the sense that there's a much wider range of outcomes of outcomes than you would expect, or at least a wider range of outcomes than you'd expect for like a normal game? Yeah, probably so. Yes, probably okay. so. Um, the Ravens injuries. By the way, to be fair to Gil, to Gil yeah. the last two were stinkers, obviously, at Carolina and at Pittsburgh. There's I went no through this this morning, even. yeah. Yeah, Atlanta, they, they were up huge and almost blew that game. And they, they got, the, they, ridiculous they got the ridiculous call. They got the ridiculous call, right. Well. And then and then uh, Kansas City, they were out of the game the whole time. All their points were on on uh, prevent defense bullcrap. Yeah. And then they lost 14-12 to 12 to, to Green Bay. So the last five games have been stinker-runation, you know, the whole way through. Here's what, here's, I just, two, two closing thoughts. One, so this notion that Tampa Bay can just sort of become that team they were, I reject wholly. Like I, there is nothing about these guys. Like we, you know, we expect. Oh, it's Tom Brady. They'll, they'll get it together. I don't think they ever will. Like I really don't. Like if you watch this team, they're not good. Now it is. It is the Lakers. It's like the Lakers. It's it's like the Lakers. Well, here's the thing, and I'll just wrap it up by saying this: this is just one of these bets where if I lose it tip of the cap. I have no problem losing this bet. Because to me, everything I've actually seen on a football field, to me, the Ravens are the favorite in this game. The, uh, the, the Look, the Bucks offense has not played well a single game this year. There's no arguing that. The only question again that it comes back to is is Tampa's defense at this point, Gil? Because we can agree Tampa's defense, other than last week, where P.J. Walker was awesome in the second half, I think their defense has still played pretty damn well this year for the most part. Not the against most, Kansas City. Kansas, look, Mahomes, look what Mahomes just did to San Francisco. Right. See, right, Mahomes, right. Mahomes is, a, Mahomes is an it. alien. There's no arguing that. But look, I mean, I, I think what Rufus said is probably the, the point here. This is a high-variance game where every result is possible. If Baltimore wins this game 31-7, I won't be surprised. But if Tampa wins this game twenty three to six and Lamar and they really shut down Lamar, that wouldn't shock me either. It's my number three best bet, Baltimore. Very good. Wait, I want to say, wait. Tampa has had good offensive games. Like they, like against Kansas City, they lost by a ten, but they had a very good offensive. No, game. against all Yo, the no, that was not Rufus, come on. One second, one second. Rufus, Rufus. What do you mean? That oh, was no. against okay, prevent this, the entire game. Situation weighted. These 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 are situation weighted. No, not weighted um, enough. So then. Then not the weighted enough. Okay. <laughs> not weighted enough. What about enough. against Dallas week one? What about <laughs> they, they were not Dallas a lot of field goals. They, lot Rufus, of field goals. Rufus, they were not good against Dallas in that victory. Micah Parsons just destroyed them. Was field goals. Everything yeah. was field goals. I had them as eight grading at like eighty four point six percentile basically for, for offense. Okay, everything's field goals, but they moved the ball. I mean, that's this is looking at at this is grading them based on what has predictive power. Okay, care. well I'm not arguing we the had, Dallas had, game. I'm arguing the Kansas game City game. Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta they played they played well for three quarters. They played well for three quarters against Atlanta. They, they were below average on both sides of the ball the last two games, and that's yeah. what we're remembering. 
agree to disagree. We'll see what happens. Two stinkers in a row. Against yeah. Kansas City. Kansas City was was a blowout game where you can just throw all the offense out if you're not from almost all of it, practically. Here's, I mean, it, it was a joke. Now, I don't mean to open up a whole new can of worms. Wait, what I'm, do you mean it was a blowout game? Okay, Kansas City was up 28-17 at the half. Like, that's not a blowout. Kansas City, you know. It was it was a very clear first, and then they were and they were up uh, right in the beginning of the second half. They were up huge. Thirty thirty eight to seventeen. Listen, yeah, listen, guys. I wanna, yeah, it was. You could and you could see what you're right. And you we're see when they're oh, moving. For heaven's sakes, I want to seventeen first half points. Seventeen first half points. You guys should That's fight. That's not okay. Awful. You guys Fair should enough. fight. Fists. Is it fist, Fair full enough. fist fight? Old fashioned. I would take seventeen I'm, points and a half. Okay, every time. I, I'm just saying. I I can't look at that game and say, oh, oh it's a great offensive game by Tampa Bay. Okay, one last okay. thing. I don't want to open That's, up. Okay, a can, I, I get what you're saying. I don't want to open up a can of worms. Last thing is, I want to move on to best bets. But you know how, like, and I said this on a numbers game this morning. You know how, like, soccer announcers are like, oh, this team needs to play with passion, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. None of this is quantifiable. But the Bucks are the most listless, don't-give-a-damn team either, it seems like. And the notion that Todd Bowles, who seems to have no no ability to, to right this ship, can turn this around in three days, I'll, I'll bet against that. I could be very wrong, but I'll bet against it. And I'll be, Like I said, I'm completely content losing this bet. But it's just for me what I've seen. I can't. I can't. Not so wait, what it. am I putting you down for? That's number, your third number three, Baltimore. I guess I'm getting two points now. It yeah, looks like two to me. What do yeah. you, what yeah. you guys see? Yeah. Okay. Ravens Todd Bowles first. team underachieving. Where has that happened before? Hmm. <laughs> All right, Rufus, you're number one, sir. What do you got? What is my my best bet of the week? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans Ooh. on the road against Houston. I. Uh, I mean, I, I know that Tennessee has not been particularly good this year or inspiring. I know, um, I think David out one point said after like the first or second week that he thought he could see them being like one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL uh, at some point. But it does seem like they always seem to kind of get by on smoke and mirrors. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They never seem like Vrabel, they're that talented. Because Vrabel, Vrabel, because Vrabel yeah. is good. <clears throat> right. They've, they've, they've actually been above average in terms of game grades this year. I mean, I have them as a solidly above average team in Massey Peabody, but I'm saying it's not just priors or anything. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I think they're not getting enough respect here because I, I don't think Houston is necessarily as bad as people think, but um, I make the line uh, just north of four, 4.2. So Jeff thinks right David, now, I think it, it was at one and now it's up to two and a half or so, but uh, Gil, I'll, I'll take what you were going to say. Hall of fame, Davis Mills, Davis at, home, Mills at home. Worst quarterback in the, Jeff, in the league. Jeff but loves it's, Davis Mills. No, well, I, Hey, look, I, I, uh, I look good for, I look good for three quarters at the beginning of the year on uh, my love for Davis Mills. Rufus, I actually have a question for you because uh, the way you got there is actually something I wanted to bring up. And then Todd, uh, uh, it, did his usual hop all over the guest making the pick uh, deal. But, uh, but, um, but, what are you talking about? When, who did I jump over any time? Dr. Bob, the year was 2020. Dr. Oh, Bob. Oh boy. I, so, so, so Rufus, I, 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 I've been, I've been batting this around in my head now. And I, and I think you're the perfect guy to ask this. Is there a way we can, is there a stat that that, that can be created or is already out there? And I don't know that can really take into account the coaching because Vrabel is a guy with the Titans. You look at that roster, that roster looks mediocre. And like you've said, they have, by your grades, have played as an above-average team this year. And that, to me, indicates that they're a very well-coached team because they're playing above their head based off of what the roster is. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think too often people judge co- coaches based on just the in-game analytics because that's the that's the it's a low-hanging fruit. It's the easy thing to judge them on. Like Andy Reid's notoriously bad clock management over the course of his career. But I want Andy Reid in a locker room. I want him coming up with a game plan. And like you know, I think everybody would say, even if he's a bad bad clock management, he's a huge net positive as a coach. So I think it's a lot easier to be honest in college to rate a coach. Just because you have more objective data coming in, you have recruiting data, and you can say, okay, this is how well this this coach has turned these, you know, this level, this quality of recruits into, you know, performance. Whereas in the NFL, you don't have that as much, so it generally is just going to get baked into sort of the statistics. But I think you you can tell when, um, I mean, just like with quarterbacks, I guess when when guys change teams, which quarterbacks or coaches don't do nearly as often as quarterbacks, unfortunately. So. Um, you know, when, you know, when they change teams, that's one thing. But I think the other problem is sort of differentiating head coach from offensive coordinator from organization as a whole. Like, I know a lot of people have strong opinions on Mike Tomlin. Personally, I think he's a very good coach. Um, but a lot of people think it's the Steelers organization. And I don't know if I can actually say definitively which one it is. Um, just and because they there's so much continuity there. So, um you know, I've, I've actually tried to break this down and look into like defensive coordinator effects, offensive coordinator effects. And then you have like the year that Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator or didn't name a defensive coordinator. And so sometimes there's, you know, somebody's a defensive coordinator in name only. And so it becomes it, it, it becomes difficult. There's just not enough data because a football season, an NFL season is a very small sample. You know, uh, you know, EV analytics uh, is that Matt? Are you familiar with him, Rufus? On Twitter? Yeah, yeah, Plus EV. Plus EV. Plus EV. Love, we had him on the show on a numbers game. He did a little coaching thing, study, and it was pretty interesting what he came up with, that Plus EV analytics, by the way. Uh, actuary, former actuary. He was like, when mm-hmm. it's new head coach, new coordinators, and existing coaches, existing coordinators, it goes well. With his findings, but when it's when the when it's new, old, new head coach, old coordinators, new coordinators, old head coach, that statistically from his findings doesn't work in out the past. Well. Yes, I mean you, you you make me the new coordinator there. I'll show you how it doesn't go well. <laughs> well, so I think, yes, you know, yes, that's probably true. <laughs> I think all this right. I mean, the problem is we're constrained by sample size. Yeah. Yeah. We and you just don't have a lot of movement of coordinators. Like I mean. You seem, like you, you do quarterbacks. You seem to like your four days fasting, three days not fasting sample size. Though. Oh, I've never done that. Okay. <laughs> and I never will. <laughs> just want to point that out. All right, Todd, what's your first? I'm just trusting the sharpest better in the world. Who is who who would you describe as the sharpest better in the world? Are you allowed to say? I'm gonna I'll call him the Australian. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I know. Okay. Todd? By the way, I didn't jump on anyone's pick. So <laughs> I knew. Just, I wish I could have bet on that. that in the garbage, I, I would have laid minus 750. We're having, a hard, we're having a hearty discussion with an intelligent guy like Rufus, so it's fun to have a give and take. So I don't know why you have to oh, be okay. Todd, I personally appreciate the give and take, especially the exactly, give. Exactly, because, because you're an intelligent guy. A lot of these guys are very egotistical and very, very shallow with their own <laughs> own confidence in themselves. I'm surprised he hasn't fat shamed no, but yet. Here's the thing. You're, you're polite to Rufus, but you have been rude to Guest in doing this in the past. Who was I, who was I rude to? He's Bob like, Stoll. He, I mean, look, as Aaron Rodgers said, not, not enough people are... Per- 
people can't accept the truth sometimes. <laughs> people need to learn to accept can, the truth. You I guys listen can to laugh all day long. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Todd is so. I, Todd I, Todd I, can, I show no disrespect towards Todd, anybody who has come on the show. I have never so met nonsense. someone who can dish like you but can't receive. I, it's amazing. Oh, that's oh, man. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thank you. What's your best? Thank bet? you, Gilly. You're welcome. Gilly. Die. Whatever. Okay. Uh, the uh, Chicago Bears are playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. They are. And I'm just going to, you know, when I get on one of these uh, deals with the teams, like a couple years ago when I was all about the Buccaneers going over every week because they had a horrible defense and then Jameis would kick in a, a pick six for you too. Me and Jeffrey were in the sports book yeah, winning that thing every single week. It was yep. very fantastic. And, you know, the uh, it didn't matter what they the, – the, the, the uh, you know, Sharps would bet it down. And I'd be like, what are you guys doing? And it just goes over every week. Anyways, I feel like I've, I'm hitting on that a little bit with the Cowboys unders. I keep hitting these Cowboys unders, Cowboys unders, Cowboys unders. And it kind of makes sense because the Cowboys are a very solid defense. I really love their pass rush more than anything else in the NFL this year. And I hate rooting for the Cowboys. But you just have to tip your hat to the amount of pressure they get on the quarterback. And um, so I'm going to go back. And the other side of it is Cooper Rush kind of showed them how to just do the defense and the game management. And then Dak came in this week and did the game management deal. And that that Lions game that they all bet up to like 49, which was ridiculous to me, that was a grinder game. So I think the Cowboys are going to keep playing grinders. Um, you know, just because the Bears scored on the Patriots one week, I'm not a believer yet. And I think that the Cowboys could really torture this Bears offense. So as long as the Cowboys don't score a million, I'm going under 42 and a half in the Cowboys game and hopefully cashing again. Jeff Ray? I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks laying three points That's against the New York number Giants. One too. Uh, look, at all, all good things must come to an end at some point. Mm -hmm. And the Giants and, – and look, I, I – Brian Dable is the exact reason that I actually asked Rufus the question more so than, than than Vrabel because the Giants have been breaking every single model possible so far through the first seven weeks. No, they're not. Uh, they're uh, just smoking mirrors. No, well, that's my point. I, I think I think more than anything, and by breaking the model, it's more that they're winning games they're not supposed to. And I think the smoking mirrors is because they have a really good coach. And the Seattle Seahawks – with the way that that offense is played, now I am worried about how that's going to look without Metcalf, who's not going to play with the knee injury in all likelihood. But Seattle has been a better football team through the first seven weeks than the New York Giants, getting them at home. Again, I know cross-country travel doesn't matter as much because everyone's flying private, but that is still a factor. And at some point, the Giants' luck is going to run out. And this feels like the correct spot with a team that, quite frankly, very well may win the NFC West when it's all said and done, which, which is, as ridiculous as that is. Which is why we closed the numbers game we did this morning by saying, I, I think Pete Carroll's the best coach of the year bet on the board because he's 20-1 to 1 right now. It's an expectation thing. Everybody thought the Seahawks would suck. And I think a lot of people owe Pete Carroll an apology, which is the fact that he, you know, he's like, going old school, we're going to run, we're going to establish the run. That's working splendidly. And he was like, we don't want Jimmy G or anybody else out there. We're going with Geno Smith and or Drew Locke. And Geno Smith, and I get back to this every time, too. I don't know if I've said it on the, on the podcast or just on the radio side. But it used to be in the NFL that if you held the clipboard for two, three years, you, by and large, were good when you got to play. And just the team I grew up rooting for, Washington, 
Mark Rippon, Stan Humphreys, guys who won Super Bowls and went to Super Bowls. Trent Green, who had he not got hurt, might have gone to a Super Bowl in St. Louis. That's how it used to work. Now, because of contracts, you can't do that anymore. You're thrust into a football game, into a football uh, situation right from the start. And I know this makes people's heads explode, but there's a lot of legacies, both good and bad, that we have no real idea. There's no way to prove it one way or the other where guys would have ended up having great careers that otherwise haven't based on situation, based on the times that they play in. Football's weird like that. I will say if Peyton Manning was drafted by the Washington football team, he never would have become Peyton Manning because he would have had a different coordinator and a different coach every year. Now, Peyton had some pedigree, so maybe I'm not completely right on that, but there's no way I can prove it. There's no way you can disprove it. And Geno Smith, getting to the point, has been holding a clipboard for all these years with Hall of Famers side by side. And so you do think to yourself, maybe it does make sense that Gino is actually this good now because he's had this opportunity to hang around. And I think, by the way, if you look at Gino's resume, you do a blind resume with Gino and Aaron Rodgers and wow all your friends, as I've said before. I like Seattle here. I guessed this line at four. It's still three. Seattle's the play for me for all the reasons Jeff stated as well. That's my number one. I didn't know Mark so Sanchez was a Hall of Famer. Ryan What's Fitzpatrick. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Russell Wilson? Mark Sanchez, yeah. It's in Mark Sanchez. Did I say Mark Sanchez? No, I did. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Rufus, number two. Well, are we snaking? Oh, no, we're no, snaking. no, no, it's a snake. Snake. Yeah. So I, I've already given my second, though, right? Well, no, I gave my third. You've pick. already given your Do you want to just use Baltimore's and use Wait, to you, save your third? I'll, I'll, come, I'll, come, I'll come back to my second, then. Or should I do my second now? Whatever I you want to do. Um, Cincinnati's three and a half now is the problem. I'll still make that my number two. Uh, I'd guessed this at four and a half earlier in the week. I bet it at three, quite frankly. It's in, in my pocket at three. It's three and a half now. I'll still play the three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Um, when we do our power rank, it's very difficult. So again, and this is no different from most, Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, whatever order are your top three. And the question has always been, who's number four? And that's sort of been a bit of a revolving Wait, Philadelphia door. at three? Uh-uh. What do you have, uh-uh. man? Not number three. What do you have, man? I have to look. I gotta find it now. Is that surprising to the good or to the bad? Ratings. Rufus has Philadelphia. No, no, there's, seven. I don't have them that. I don't have them that high. They've been look. Okay, Rufus has Philly at seventeen. Year, they've been getting like every freaking turnover. They're plus twelve turnovers. The the second best team is the Cowboys at plus six. Right? I mean, okay, but what do you have them at? What do you have them at? Rufus? I have them. Okay, Buffalo. Uh, that is number six. <laughs> okay, so okay, six. Still not as far down said, as I okay, thought. You said one, two, and three are yeah. like easy. I mean, I think one and two clear. One and two are clear. I think after okay. that, who's three, four? Less. Who's three, four, and five ahead of the Eagles? Don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of me, please. I Dallas, Tampa, Cincinnati. Oh my god! I know the Tampa. Hey, Tampa, oh Tampa, you can the pull out. Goes. Look, this is the Massey Peabody algorithm. Oh, like, I mean, look, sake. we yeah. don't. Yeah. So you're five. I mean, so basically, they're five. Because we're going to throw Tampa out of it. We're going to throw Tampa They're out. five, not six. I have no problem with I Dallas. I have no problem Cincinnati. with the other two teams yeah. at all. So this was my yeah. point, finishing the thought. Yeah. That I have anyway. I've had, right. I've had Buffalo, Kansas City, and, and Philadelphia, one, two, three, for weeks now. And the four through seven, I agree, is sort of like this new tier to me, which is Dallas and Cincinnati. And for me, San Francisco. Um, and who's the seventh one in there? Now I'm forgetting who my Baltimore? seventh. Baltimore? Baltimore. Yeah. So for me, those are my four through seven. And then after that, have at it. Yeah. I have no idea who's after that, like in whatever order you want them in. But so for me, Cincinnati might be four now. Because the reason that Dallas and Cincinnati are competing for that to me is they might have the best, like Dallas might have the best unit in all of football with their defense, 
But, man, you watch that Cincinnati offense again, and it reminds you of last year all of a sudden where, like, Joe Burrow can out-throw his defense and out-throw his poor protection in a running game because they have no running game. I don't think Cleveland's very good. Um, They're very one-dimensional in offense as well, and there's nothing about them that particularly impresses me. And I do think, and I've said this for a couple weeks, that Deshaun Watson's going to come back to a 3-7 and team. They're 2-5 and now. I like the Bengals. I think they're a vastly better football team. I'm laying, I laid the three, but for the purposes of this, I'll lay the three and a half as my number two. Jeffrey? Let's go to the Meadowlands. Let's go under the 40 and a half with the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, Look, uh, the Jets defense has taken advantage of playing these bad quarterbacks week after week after week. What's coming in this week? A mediocre quarterback in Mac Jones right now with the way that he's looked, and who knows? Maybe he'll get benched for Bailey Zappi, who we already determined is not any good anyway. But we know the Jets' defense can play at a high level against mediocre quarterback play. We have seen that the last few weeks. On the offensive side, we talked about it earlier, Vera Tucker's out for the year. I think that's the bigger injury than Brees Hall, who obviously has looked incredible before suffering that torn ACL in Denver over the weekend. But look, I like this game under 40 and a half. If we can avoid... A pick six from either quarterback. I'm not sure how either of these teams are scoring unless if the defenses and the special teams score in this game. So I'm going to go under 40 and a half, uh, which probably means I have to take the Jets in the teaser later, which means that New England probably win the game 20 <laughs> to 10 with the way that the teasers have been going. Todd Wishnev, star of Showtime's docuseries action, star of the Megapod, fat shaming everyone in his wake. <laughs> Again, I haven't fat shamed today, but I will today. Why don't you go get yourself some uh, cheese balls and wrapped in oil, <laughs> whatever it is you eat. Uh, anyways, uh... <laughs> Sir, Rufus, do you notice there's a little more hostile environment on this show than you? Fat shames me. That's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be fat shamed, unfortunately, Rufus. My 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 uh, can, my numbers, my metrics. Up. My, my metrics have you at very, very thin. Very, very thin. Um, anyways, uh, and there's really it's no argument on that. Yes, okay. No. So uh, I'm going to go with my second pick being the Detroit Lions plus the three and a half Ooh. against the Dolphins at home. Mm. I think, I you know, I, the Lions are sneaky. And if you watch that game carefully against the Cowboys, they were in that game, folks. They were in that game late in the game. I believe the score was 10 to 6, and they were inside the Dallas 5. And, you know, I had Dallas on the money line and was nervous the whole game because they, it wasn't like Dallas was really, you know, crushing them uh, offensively. And they were sort of moving the ball against a very difficult Dallas defense. I mean, not not tremendously or anything. But, look, when you're, you're only down 10-6 on the road – against what I also agree with Rufus is a top five team right now in, in the Cowboys. And they almost won the game. You know I mean? Give me a break. Three and a half against Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins on the road. Get, you know, this Tua character, you know, everyone, oh, Tua, yeah, you know what makes him so great? You know, he's got so much accuracy. Uh, you know, I'm just so tired of this Tua nonsense. He's okay. I'm not sure he's going to be great. I'm not sure he's going to be horrible. But he's not, he's nothing special. Okay. Tua is nothing special to me. And now you're asking an NFL team to go on a road against a team that Scrappy wants to hang in there. I just, uh, I smell something here with the Lions. Give me the Lions plus the three and a half. Wow, you and Lombardi, Simpatico, and Tua. How about that? Tua, uh, Tua I mean, he's no Jared Goff. He's no, <laughs> he's 
No Jared Goff. Dan Campbell, record Mark now. Mark Sanchez. Maybe he's Mark Sanchez. Dan Campbell, record as the Lions head coach, 4-18-1. 4-18-1. By the way, they ran Jim Caldwell out of town with a 36-28 and record. Well, Patricia and Campbell have been uh, been fantastic, Gil, as you just said. <laughs> what does Bill Maher say? If I could only put my finger on what that could be. Rufus Peabody. Okay. I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. I, and this, this seems kind of out of character, but I'm going to lay a price. Wow. And I, um, I, on, I'm going to take the bills. Oh, coming off the buy, who are you laying the the real lumber right minus eleven? I make the number minus thirteen point eight. Bills are coming off the buy. I've been low on the Packers all year, and I continue to get lower on them. But the Bills have been head and shoulders above every other team um, this year. I also think that the fact that underdogs have been performing so well might be part of the reason this line isn't as high as it normally would be, given how good these teams actually are. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about the Bills except that, like, I'll put it this way. Like, their average game grade this year is, like, a plus 17. The Chiefs are plus 13, and the next best team after that's the Eagles at plus 9. Like, they are just – Green Bay's average game grade this year has been negative 1.4. Did you say the Eagles were third in that, Rufus? Yeah, I was if you want me to say who's been the, who have been the best teams this year, yeah. Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Jacksonville. Jack, the, the analytics yeah, guys well, I love, love Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yeah. then Baltimore then Las Vegas and then Atlanta actually I have I, I think Atlanta I was saying this this week the best division bet out there right now is Atlanta three to one to win that division they're they're, they're pretty good they're yeah. not or I mean they've been pretty good all right yeah well so by the way I mean we, Buffalo has just been that good and you know what I I feel like every single time when I when I ever take a double digit favorite it it ends up backfiring I always like pick the wrong ones but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it because it feels even more contrarian. It feels like a contrarian thing. Normally it doesn't. This <laughs> time it feels contrarian. Yes. <laughs> Green Bay, by the way, second halves this year. These are their point totals: seven, three, zero. Then there was a twenty, two, seven, seven. That's Green Bay in the second half this year. And Aaron Rodgers blames everybody but himself. Rufus, you get a, you snake this. You get your last one here. Oh wait, I get a third one. Yes, sir. That's how this works. Oh, I didn't even know that. How many okay. times have you been on the so, show? I, I will be honest. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I. I do. I don't show a lot of value this week. I should like last week. I made the Tennessee line. Like I thought it should have been like minus eight, and it was like minus two and a half. By the way, why but do you think of your third here? Some... Let me just because you you just triggered something in my head. So okay. this show, as Todd said on the beginning, uh, I'm fifteen and six. We go three deep on best bets. I'm fifteen and six. But in these contests where you have to do five and you have to pick a fourth and a fifth, just to let you know how sparse, how slim the pickings are. So I'm 15 and six when you confine it to three. But when you expand it to five, you know what I am in those extra two games the rest of the year? Four and ten. So in contest, I am meaningless. Right? If it was just three, I'd be, you know, maybe I'd, I'd have something to talk about. But that's just, that's the NFL in general when it comes to this stuff. It's like, there ain't that much there. As Rufus is sort of indicating here, no, there isn't. I mean, I'm 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 torn between two games here: Cincinnati versus the the Saints. Here, um, do you want to wait? You know do you want do you want to, do you, you want a wait. minute to wait? And we can we can come back to you if you want, if you need a minute. Sure, sure. Okay. Okay. So, so we'll come back to Rufus and we'll go. Uh, to I'll, me I'll flip a coin. Thing. I'll flip a coin while you while you do yours. Okay, so I'll do my third now, and uh, you know I I. I agree with you guys about the slim pickings uh this week it, it's i mean not that it's 
not that there's tons of pickings every any week, but um, I I'm gonna go with the uh, I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with the Commanders. Well, what's the line for the Commanders, Gilly? <laughs> I got three, Toddy. Uh, I got three. Okay. If, I, three if minus twenty. The, yeah. It's three painted everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the Commanders plus three. Uh, you know, Matty Ice is finally going to the bench. <laughs> I watched the Texas quarterback for his whole career. Give me, come on. You know, this is the NFL, folks. This is a different uh, ballpark. Ron Rivera, he's not an idiot. You know, I've seen him take teams to the NFC Championship. He's pretty much a defensive coach. Uh, I think he might be able to cook something up for, for the Colts. The Colts should be laying three points to anybody at this point. Sam Ehringer, uh, you know, uh, I, I, Ellinger. Ellinger, come whatever. on. However, that. <laughs> However the hell you you pronounce his last name, I remember him very, very well. By the and way, I remember I, him rolling back to pass and then running at dude, Texas. That's yes. all I remember. He was so okay. He great. wasn't even a throw he wasn't even a thrower. He was like he would roll back to pass. There would be some holes open. He would bang through people. He was so he, great he was, to bet on in college. He, he, he was so he awesome was a running that. back, basically. Yeah. So, you well, know, I, I didn't and, and the other thing is I think the commanders get a little spark in their in their shorts yes, when they Taylor do. Heineke when Taylor Heineke is on the field. Yeah. I feel like they get a little spark in their shorts, a little you know, a little something goes on over there, and and all of a sudden they feel like, hey, maybe maybe we could do something. I remember this Heineke character even in a playoff game. So, you know, he wasn't terrible this past week against the Packers. He played pretty decently. Uh, give me the Commanders plus the three. What the hell? It's the NFL. They lose twenty to eighteen. Commodes. Plus three. All right. Listen, here's the okay. thing. Here's the thing with the uh, with the uh, taco holders. <laughs> They're not as bad as people think. They're also not as good as people think. They're just them. That's what they do. Just throw it to McLaurin every time, man. He's incomparable. They are better with Heineken than Wentz, though. A hundred percent. But I think so too. But here's the thing: if there's no human being that didn't think that when they made the trade. <laughs> Correct. Like they made the trade for this guy, right? For Carson Wentz, and they they sent a king's ransom for him. And it's like they're better off with Heineke. And so well, there's when, one per. There's one person. There's one person that thought that Wentz would be better, yes. and his name is Daniel Snyder. That's correct. By the way, I had Joe Theismann on today on the radio side, so I fanboyed through a segment. I was like, remember that? I was like Chris Farley. I was like, remember that time you did that? That was awesome. Um, so that's basically how the interview went. Remember that time you broke your leg? No. Yeah. yeah, no, I brought that up. But uh, I did bring that up. But, but I was trying to get him to say a bad word about Dan Snyder. He didn't take the bait. So... I was hoping for a moment where he was like, yeah, fuck that guy, but he didn't do it. Yeah. So Rufus is going back for his third now, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Am I also, I'm, I, I want to also take the commies. I just saw that. I did that yeah, line. The fact can. that that line is three makes that actually okay. the, the, the thing that is the bigger edge of the bets I have. So I'm going to take the commies plus three here. I agree with Heineke. I, I, well, I'm just really freaking low on the Colts. and I've been low on the Colts all year and you have, uh, a rookie court. Well, I guess he isn't. Is he technically a rookie? Ellinger? Ellinger? Not, I think it's a year two, right? I don't remember. I mean, yeah, he might as well. I just remember, well like, be, yeah. like, Cade Massey, my partner with the Massey Peabody ratings, is a Texas guy. And he, I I mean, even he complained about Ellinger at Texas. So, you know, I, th- I think uh, a guy making his first start, like, yeah, he could he could have, like, an RG3 debut. Um was that against the Saints, I believe? Oh, was it? I know beautiful. you'd remember that. Oh, what a beautiful Bill. day. Yeah, it was. was. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's all remember. Oh, we have wonderful. to remember the base rates, though. And, and honestly, um, 
it's it's probably not going to be pretty for him. And Washington still like that they're, they're I mean these are the two worst teams in football. And I'm going to take the three points. I'm just going to leave it at that. Wait, you think these are the two worst teams in football? Yeah. Washington and Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. Wait, Who do you think's worse? Carolina? Carolina With... just beat the number of, uh, three best team in there. <laughs> yeah, Carolina, well, Carolina's the third worst. I have them as the third worst. Who's your fourth worst? Pittsburgh. You have Indianapolis and Washington as the two worst teams. Wow! Well, I do, I do, I do. I mean, if Matt Ryan was the quarterback, I wouldn't have Indy as the worst team. Oh, I see. So you well, think I, that? I would, I, okay. Well, yeah. At, the, at this point in time, I do. I mean, it, you want to know what, like, where I had them last week? Bef- you know, maybe, maybe that's a better indication. Last week, I had Indianapolis ranked. Let's see, one, two, three, fourth to last. Okay. That's so more I've been, you know what, I've been really low on them all year. There's like eight teams. There's there's like eight teams that can be the worst. You know, this is a year. There's so many like. There's no like clear cut worst, worst, worst. It's like there's just a a plethora of garbage. Well, I think I think there's there's nobody that that bad, right? I think it's the soft middle. Like I like I was said earlier. Once you get past seven, like have at it. It's it's like I don't know, Dolphins, Vikings. Throw them all in there. Like I mean, once you get past two. <laughs> According to Rubis, once you get past him, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, once well, for me, it's once you get past the Bengals, who are currently my fourth. After that, five through thirty-two, I guess Dallas is defense kind of as well. So six through thirty-two, throw them in the pot. Anyone can beat anyone on any day. One clarification, because we brought up both Matt Ryan and RG three in the same sentence. So the Colts, by the way, those who are like, oh, Sam Ellinger is the quarterback for the rest of the year. Nick Foles is number two. We are never seeing Matt Ryan playing for the Colts again. For those who are curious about this, like Todd Wishnev's dream has come true. <laughs> And the reason is this is like the RG3 thing in Washington. There are incentives. Not, that's not the right word. There are, there are bonuses for Matt Ryan if he fails a physical next year. He shows up, there's a bonus. He fails a physical, there's a bonus. So, like, the Colts literally cannot play him for fear of him getting hurt. So he will never play another down for the Indianapolis Colts, much like RG3 for that, like, whole last year couldn't play for I Washington. Am sh- Gilly, I am sure there are other teams that would like to take a sack third and six on the opponent's uh, 36-yard <laughs> line, yeah. and he'll pick him up. Do you, by the way, one I, question I about I call that. that a Cam Newton special. Do you feel that um, Jim Irsay... Do you feel that he dictated this switch to do what? Because he genuinely thought this would save their season or that he genuinely thought this would be a sneaky tank? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tank. Oh, God. I I mean... But I just love the fact that, that you have him and Dan Snyder potentially in the same building after his comments. Oh, I That was great, it. too. I love it. Yeah. They, there, yeah, there is merit to uh, get rid of Dan Snyder. To answer your question, yeah. I think it's actually a little bit of both. Meaning it's a hedge. We'll see yeah, how this cause goes. Yeah, because we don't know. Yeah, We assume Ellinger is going to be bad, but we don't know we for don't a know. fact that we Ellinger is going to be bad. Yeah, But if Ellinger is as bad as we all think, uh, the four of us think he's going to be, Indianapolis is probably going for... Four, uh, four, twelve, and one at this point, dude. I loved betting on that guy, and again, and I hated betting against him in college because of what you were saying, Todd. He would just tuck it under and run. There was no way to stop him. <laughs> and he was, he was yeah. like a running back. Yeah. He would just start bashing people. I'm like, does this guy realize how many the hits that he's taking? He lived, he's the damn quarterback. He lived his whole life to be the quarterback of the University of oh Texas. His whole God. dream had yep. come true. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I think it's the right move, Gil, for them to to play Ellinger because you don't know what you know. You're not going anywhere quickly right now this season. Just like I think it's the wrong move for Washington to play Heineke right now. They should be playing Sam Howell. But Ron Rivera is coaching for his job and knows that Heineke is more likely to get wins. But you want to see what you have. I mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with I that. Was, That's a guy I think will be. I good. was talking to some of the. Um, when I was at when I when I did my week watching Orioles games, I, I was able to uh, mm. had the good fortune of getting to hang out with some of the analytics people for um, both organizations, the Ravens and the Orioles. And the Ravens guy, they were like, you know, I would take three quarterbacks in the draft if they could. You know, I mean, the problem is you can't because you don't have the playing time, but you don't really know what you have until you yeah in, until until you know, I guess, right? I 100, so I 100% agree with take, that. That's a separate yeah, question yeah. from what is Ursay thinking is going to happen, right? What's he? Why is, is he it Ursay that's doing it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Frank, Frank Reich. How, was this a, yeah. Frank Reich, first of all, he was in deep, deep love, intimate love with Carson Wentz. Now he's also in a deep romantic love affair with Matt Ryan. And he legitimately, the day before, had praised Matt Ryan. And then the next day it came down from above and he had to go into the hole. And by the way, he's right about this, where he's like, we let we let Matt Ryan down. Like, we came into this selling him, like, we're going to have this great running team, this great offensive line, and we failed him. And by the way, he's right about that. They completely failed him. I don't know. That's the story of the Colts. It's not the quarterback. story of the Colts this year is that what happened to them? What happened to that running game? Just went, the offensive line just went kaput. Injuries. Yeah, but like running game, like, that's why you don't build a team based on that. Yeah. I mean... What did you have them to start the season rated as? I had them winning the division. Jeff Parles did not. Jeff Parles did not. I had have them as one point. I did not I had either. A minus, my rating for them entering the season was minus one point two six. So I had them like. But here, here's the point. Better of the than que- Jacksonville and Houston. Here's the point of my but, original question. They could still win this division. That's that's yeah. why I'm like, does yeah. does Ursa think, or does the organization think that this is going to salvage their season? For what it's worth, I did have them winning the division with eight games because oh, okay. someone had to win. The someone division. Had to. I had Tennessee. I had Tennessee as the clear favorite. Yeah, and so I'd, far, I'd like a better if Vince defense. Young. If Vince Young was going to play quarterback, <laughs> well, I mean Tennessee. I, I mean, I, I, Rufus. It goes back to what you're saying before. I mean, the Titans. Uh, the Titans have played 
pretty well after the last first two weeks, which really they should have beat the Giants. I mean, it was a coin flip play that beat them at the end, and Bullock missed, missed the kick, and Buffalo destroyed them because Buffalo's awesome. By the way, I'll be quick here. Oh, wait, my, one, one second. Yeah, we go just ahead. got breaking news that the GM of the of the Broncos has given 100% support to Nathaniel Hackett. Is that the quickest? So you know what that means. He's done if they lose this week in London. Is that the quickest <laughs> vote of confidence well, what, what? ever? What's Wait, that? Gil, are you saying that a coach should be able to get the play in before the, <laughs> the, the, the little time thing that goes off? I, I, is that a part of the what, game? What I'm saying is that if your home crowd starts doing a chant of the play clock down, it's probably <laughs> that might not be a, a bad good thing. thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The greatest thing ever. Four, three. In all my years watching football, I've never, never seen that. Mocked by the home that. crowd. I need to go back and find it. Oh, it's they phenomenal. were doing week it two, two games. Week they did two. it in two games. <laughs> yeah, week two, week three. Sorry, Jeff, um, I'll be qu- I'll be Jeffrey's qu- up for three. Yeah, yeah. I- I- I'll be quick. Uh, I'm following Rufus's first pick. I- I'm going to take the Titans as well right. against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans can't stop the run, and Derrick Henry, even though it it, it hasn't quite been the same, is still Derrick Henry. Good luck stopping him if you're Houston, as long as. Tannehill doesn't have an implosion like he did last year in that game in Nashville against Houston where he threw the five interceptions. Uh, I, I like Tennessee to win this game comfortably, so I'll, I'll lay the two and a half. I got knocked out of Survivor, Circus Survivor, this week. It was 382. It is down to 125 entries out of 6,133 through seven weeks, which is just unbelievable carnage. There you go. That's what happened. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Um, but I will hypothetically. By the way, Rufus, are you alive in any of these survivors? Or no, I, I, I have not played a single play contest any. in like a decade. Oh, survivors crack! It's phenomenal. I'm I, sure it's so much fun, and I know that I don't need another distraction. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's what when we get knocked Especially out. Because you're a single guy in New York now, right? That's right. What does he need a survivor? For? Uh, yes, sir. Meanwhile, survivor, like when I got knocked out, I had to like be introspective and and think to myself what means more in my life than survivor like it was this horrible moment where i'd like reevaluate all of my things uh, i would probably go with atlanta this week hosting carolina to be honest with you based on who i wouldn't pick again that kind of thing who i'm saving by the way that's a whole thing this year saving who you know but they're in survivor circle anyway circle survivor there's a thanksgiving consideration and a christmas it's not getting to christmas but thanksgiving considerations i'm not playing dallas or buffalo or anything like that but i think i'd play atlanta teasers teaser of the week did you have your third pick oh yeah cuz remember i had baltimore that's oh, ravens yeah um teaser Wait, who's your second pick Second pick was Cincinnati. Gilly has Cincinnati. Seattle that's right. Minus that's right. That's three right. That's right. Sorry, just making sure. Jeff, Jeff just got here. No, hey, the, 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 the new hairs uh, get, yeah. getting getting me all confused. The gel is seeping into his cranium. <laughs> Jeff Parles. So you want Ru- Rufus? You want to do Rufus's teaser wait, wait. first? Todd, you're 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 saying Ravens after we all this talk about uh, this game being higher variance, huh? No, no, no. no. Gil's, he's Gil's repeating my pick. Ravens. He's repeating my okay. pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the pick, not not who you were going to tease. Yeah. No. 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 All right, so who would I tease? Teaser. Yeah. You start with Rufus. I mean, like clearly, it's good for me. Teasing it would depend on line shopping, and um, I would be I would use unabated and figure out the the number on each leg. Um, but it would be I mean clearly the Wong teasers. Um, Jets are a plus two, I believe. Houston's a plus two and a half. Like that's you know simple. There it is. Although, actually, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Never mind. I'm not. I'm no. I'm not doing Houston because I like Houston. 
I mean, I like Tennessee. Excuse so, me. Sorry. So Jets, so you know Jets plus eight. You're taking. And okay, hold on. You give him the give him the hook. He gets eight and a half with that, Todd. Jets I, plus eight and a half, and who? And and let's let's go. Let's pair that with. Oh, I hate doing it. Denver <sighs> plus plus eight and a half. Live through that. I, I, I almost thought about t- uh, putting Washington in there, but you know what? Like, um, it's going to cash. Broncos but, is going to cash. You're a, you're very, um, you know. I feel pretty good about the Denver leg. Your t- your targeted promotion of unabated has been a tour de force on this show. By the way. Oh, by the way, you know we're gonna have a we're gonna be debuting in the next few weeks a teaser calculator that allows you to go and <laughs> click which ones you want, and it'll tell you each leg check mark X mark if it's good and and whether you know based on uh, the odds you're getting. Unabated.com. It's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm pretty psyched. How does unabated make like, money? By the way, how does unabated make money? Like, what's the plan? Subscription. Subscription. Oh, subscription. So how much if you this... want if you want the real time odds and all that and all to be able to do all the tools you have to yeah. Oh, what's free? Um, a lot of stuff is free actually. You can okay. still do compare lines. Um, you can, but the odds you get are not real time for market making books. If you're if you are um, if you don't pay. Are I you and are you and Jack thrilled with the progress thus far? Yeah, like I, I think our odd screen like is uh, like it's amazing. It's not just an odd screen it is like an odd screen plus plus you can do all these things with it that you know that you couldn't do with anything else so who do you view I'm as your, about it who do you view as your competitors i know you want me to say spanky but i'm not going to because i, I think spanky's wanna... actually doing us a big service um in terms of in terms of selling people on the need for an odd screen and which i think is true because the biggest thing you can do what unabated is going to help you do even if you're not if you if, if you want to put in no effort it'll help you lose less like it takes it takes effort to win at betting. That's just the yes. way it is. Like you you need to put some work into it. Um, you're gonna have like if it was yeah. There are ways to use unabated to win, but if you want to put in zero effort, the unabated odd screen will help you lose a lot less. And I did not want you to say spanky. So, that is incorrect. Oh, I mean, I I would say you know clearly I. I it's a good question. I would say I would you know in a way. Any odd screen could be a competitor, but in a way, I think we're a differentiated product that has different features and different things than than you've seen on an odd screen um, before. An odd screen is just part of this larger ecosystem that we're building. Cool. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't know how to answer that question exactly. No, Jack should be very proud. You did very well promoting it. Does unabated.com. Thanks. Check it out. I mean, Two great guys behind it. I couldn't have. I couldn't do worse than I did last time. So well, there is that. <laughs> we're grading on a curve. There is that. Todd, what's your teaser? Let's see if I can keep my, my teaser losing streak alive here. <laughs> By uh, the way, if you go 0-18, going... this is incredible. It is incredible, especially because, remember, I won both mm. last two years with the teaser, okay. so whatever. Anyways, sure, sure. this year it's been a struggle. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Saints plus, uh, do I get 7.5? Yeah. Okay, Saints plus 7.5. I just don't think the Raiders are good enough to beat you know, a team on the road by that. Uh, I mean, the Saints are not a great team by any means, but they're a legitimate, normal team. I mean, they if the what's his name doesn't throw eighteen thousand pick sixes, you know, they were they were right in that game. I mean, the, the to me, the Raiders and the Saints, you could just throw them in in the. It's the same team. It's garbage, you know. So give me Saints plus seven and a half, and uh, give me because I like my Lions uh, plus nine and a half with the Lions. Jeffrey. All right. 
I, I'm going to take the Broncos up to eight and a half as well. Oh, so, uh, oh boy. Uh, Godspeed to Rufus and I. <clears throat> I and, like that one too. Yeah, I, low scoring game. Denver's, yeah, they always play close. Denver's defense is awesome. It's just that that offense is so pathetic. That's why they're as bad as they are. I, I guess I'm doing the same teaser as Rufus. I'll put the Jets in as well, up to eight and a half. I like the under anyway. Uh, so uh, with, with with a total that low, get it up to eight and a half. Uh, that's fine with me. You don't have to suck up to Rufus. No, I, I'm not. Todd, I'm not. Todd, I'm, I just like Todd. I don't appreciate you calling the number ten and number thirteen teams in the NFL garbage, <laughs> according to Massey Peabody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just meant that the, it, it's all a big stew at that point. You know, stew. It's a goulash, if you will, Todd. Yeah, it's a goulash of of, of the, just mediocre ooh. mediocrity. <clears throat> I'm going with goulash the, is delicious, by the way. You uh, spent a lot of time around the world, didn't you? I did. It's like probably the only good food. I don't want to say that because I don't want to alienate people, but there's not a lot of great culinary options um, in Central Europe, Central East, yeah, in the Czech Republic, but goulash is one of them. Goulash. Shout out to goulash on the show. Yeah. I'm going Ravens tonight as a teaser leg. Ravens plus eight. And I am uh, going with the New York Jetropolitans despite the injuries. Against the Patriots. Two and a half point home dogs up to eight and a half. Let's go. By the way, I said it be the one thing I did say before that Patriots Bears game. I was like, we don't know what the Patriots are like when they fall behind. And I think we got a glimpse of it on Monday. All right. And then the final two questions, right? Final two questions of each and every show. Which of the big first one, which of the big favorites is the most likely, in your opinion, to lose outright? Not nearly as many candidates this week, but the Dallas Cowboys, nine and a half point favorites at home against the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, ten and a half point favorites now at home against the uh, cross state Pittsburgh Steelers. Yinzer, Todd, can we get some Yinzer on that game? I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't think. Look, I was downtown last week. I spoke to Tomlin uh, personally, <laughs> and he told me uh, he doesn't even think we got a chance this week. Well, we're getting blown out. Buffalo, 11-point favorites in that pocket at home against the Green Bay Packers. And those are your choices. Those are your only choices? So which of those? Buffalo. God, that's not very big, huh? Because everything else is small. Buffalo. Maybe um, the Bears to beat the Cowboys. Dallas, Chicago. Buffalo. I said that already. Buffalo, uh, Philadelphia, and and Dallas. Dallas. Those are your only choices. Who's the most likely to lose out? Dallas. Rufus? I'll go with Dallas also. Jeffrey. Buffalo. Dallas. Because you never know if Justin, if you never know if like Luke Getze has finally figured out, oh, you mean you can roll out this guy and have like designed runs? Who knew? Um, okay. And then we live in a bizarre world. There are uh, 30 teams in action this week. You have to make a side, you have to make a bet on a side in 14 of the games, but you get one free pass. One game you want no part of. Rufus, that game would be. I'm going to go with Arizona, Minnesota. That's a great call. I think that's mine. No, I said something else. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. I, I don't even have a good reason, but it just seems perfect for this. <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, it's either that for me or the Raiders and the Saints. Todd, what's yours? I, I, I don't like uh, Arizona. I hate Arizona games. I just have no clue on what they are or who they are or what's happening or is Kyler Murray going to drop back to pass and run around for 500 hours and then get a 16 yard gain? It's just, it's annoying. Miami and Detroit. I'm going to say Arizona, Minnesota. I think that's the most volatile of all of them. Because is Minnesota any different than they have been in past years? Just the Plinko chip has landed in the right nope. slot now. 
That's all the difference. Better coach? Better coach, maybe? Yeah, that's true. That's same, about it. Same quarterback, I'll tell you that much. All right, we've done all we can do. Rufus, thank you very much. Uh, New York City Rufus is a whole different vibe from, from uh, Rufus. You going to be there forever? You're never coming back? Uh, no, I'm still going to be in Vegas a good amount of the time for sure. All right, because Todd's never – Todd, you coming back? What's the deal, man, when we play I, tennis? I, 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 I'm seriously thinking – although I had like – we had a little Indian summer the last two weeks here, so I've, I've been out on the courts a lot. And it's so funny because I've been playing in 50-degree weather, and then all of a sudden it gets 70-degree weather, and I'm like – Wow, I, I just love this this tennis thing because I forget what it's like to play in seventy when I'm playing in fifty, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I might be out there soon. Might be out there soon. By the way, I checked the weather in Pittsburgh. I'm like, yeah, he's not coming back anytime soon. He like keeps drifting back are, up. Are we allowed to say Indian summer still? Uh, you know what? I thought the same thing, Rufus. I'm like, I believe that's Native American summer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> so politically incorrect. The uh, problem with yeah, go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. What do you want to say? No, I'm not even gonna say that. Okay. No I sailed. I sailed in a regatta as a like 13 year old kid called the Indian Summer Regatta. This is very relatable. Rufus. In the fall in Virginia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah, J- J- Jeff is gonna love this. Yeah, please. <laughs> the, yeah, the the Jews on this panel are like, "What you sailed? What is that?" All right. Sailed. Uh, Rufus, who once tried to handicap sailing, correct? Didn't you try to do that once also? Oh yeah, I think I created a uh, a, a college sailing rating system. <laughs> Just for fun. Yes. I had, tufts. I had Tufts lay the points. There you go, baby. Tufts is a good... T- I mean, Ken Legler is a legendary coach. I'm not sure he's still there at this point. It was all about honestly, Tim Legler. Yale has been, <laughs> Tim he used Legler. to shoot three-pointers <laughs> in the NBA, too. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got to run. For Rufus Peabody, again, unabated.com, Massey Peabody Ratings. Um, what else did we mention that you do? You do it... Oh, uh, bet, bet the, the process. process with Massey Jeff Peabody Ma. Ratings are now... Massey Peabody ratings are on unabated. So, oh, okay. And if you're a premium subscriber, you get the college ratings all the way one to one hundred and however many teams there are. Like, are you in one thirty one? Are you minus JMU? We refuse to rate JMU. Why? On principle, (laughs) Um, because it's their first year in the FBS, and yeah, not having a good prior. I mean, I yeah. Okay, that's that's a lot. By the way, do you and Jeff on? But I like saying on principle better. Do you, do you and Jeff on Bet the Process still like go after Twitter trolls in 2012? Is that what you guys still do? You had an episode recently. Someone told me they're like, listen to Jeff and Rufus going after some dude who was relevant in 2012 or 2011. No, no I mean, we, we don't really. You know, we actually have a new, well, new part ownership, new produce, production value, et cetera. They nice. sent us this fancy, fancy equipment and these like ring lights that are on me oh, right now. It's wow. amazing. Very cool. Um, but we, we actually did have on Jason McIntyre this week, which was interesting because he's a very controversial figure on betting Twitter. But it was a very, um, it, it was a, I don't want to say that, I was going to say nuanced, but it, it was a tame discussion. Um, it was interesting. And we are, you know, we're, we're certainly, there's, I mean, there's certainly less vitriol. I, I tend to be more of the peacemaker in general, but... <laughs> Um, but we've had we've had some we're definitely having we're going to have bigger profile guests on in the future as well nice and all right we're, we're, we're hitting our stride five and a half years in yeah five and a half years in bet the process wherever podcasts are uh, available thank you rufus appreciate it very much uh new york city for young rufus zen as ever maybe we'll run into each other in new york city randomly as well and for todd wishnev 
From his mom's cork attic, playing tennis, losing weight, good luck, Fezzik talking schmack the entire show, by the way, via text. How does he, like, was he piping in the audio of this recording? Like, how does he know we're talking about him? And then uh, Jeff Parles, who's on VEASAN. What are we going to say, Todd? I'm sorry. I didn't know that he knew that. He he doesn't. He's just randomly talking. All right. Parlay, who does shows at VEASAN on the weekend. Yes. Live bet Saturday, live bet Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern, start time for both of them. All right, Gil Alexander, thanks for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week 8 in the National Football League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.